Hola, ¿qué tal, mi gente? Byron Gonzalez here, bringing you a fantastic SoCal Sound session because today in studio, we're going to get all kinds of vibey. I'm going to be talking with Patchy Garcia. Otherwise, you might know him as Patchy Man. And he just released a new album called Switched On, which you should check out. Great row of songs. So without further ado, aquí tenemos a Patchy Man. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? Un placer de tal fin tenerte aquí. Sí, verdad, en persona. We did it. We finally did it. Yeah, man. I'm, I've been following you since the return of, and then I discovered that you had other releases, and it's just like yeah. so much good music, so much good reggae. I'm a reggae fan myself, but before we get into the music, I want to know a little bit about you. Okay. What is one of your favorite foods? Uh, let's, let's split it up in categories. General foods. And then, what's your favorite Puerto Rican food? Oh, man, I was going to say my favorite food was a Puerto Rican food. Oh, well, if, it, if it combines, that's I mean, fine. I grew up, like, arroz con habichuela is, like, I, I just, like, ate too much of those when I was a kid, <laughs> and I still love it. My mom made the dopest habichuelas. Yeah. So, arroz con habichuela, and I used to be a big bistro and cebollado guy. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, that, that was my that was my thing. Um I do also love a lot of different Asian cuisines. Now that I live in Los Angeles and there's like so much to... Japanese, Korean. So much. Everything. And Chinese incredible. food. <laughs> But my heart is in comida criolla, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. I mean... It's a good question. Thank you. I know. I love food. So <laughs> I just love talking about it. Um, what would you recommend out here in L.A., like a Puerto Rican restaurant? Man, there's like... Everyone knows about mofongos when they first moved to L.A. from Puerto Rico because it's like one of the few ones. But it's just like there's not a lot of Puerto Rican cuisine. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think there's one in the the Smorgasburg place in downtown. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's, it's still like there anymore. But it's like very specialty, right? Yeah, it's very specialty. and like, But yeah, it's just not a lot of Puerto Rican foods out here. And they all end up closing. It's sad. Oh, man. Mofongos is like the only one we could get. There's a lot of Cuban food, though. Yeah, and a lot like, of great ones. Yeah. It's all Caribbean, yeah. right? Um, when you were growing up, what would you say is like your earliest memory of, of an album that you really latched onto and couldn't stop playing? Dude, um, Café Tacuba Re. That really? record, yeah. That was, I remember my brother bought that CD and I was like super young when it came. Well, I mean, I wasn't super young, but like, I was pretty young. And I got obsessed with it. It was particularly, I think the song, oh man, I forgot. Um, there was a song in particular on that record that I just like got obsessed with. So I was like, dude, can you please burn that on a tape for me? Burn it on a tape. That's very okay? aging yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded the tape. It wasn't burning yet. Yeah. Burning came after. Um, and when he gave me that tape, I would I would obsessively listen it from top to bottom. It's an incredible record. I mean, Café in, Tacuba. Yeah. Tremendos. Tremendo. Increíble. And, like, the, it's just incredible. The way that record starts. And then I remember that the... The, uh, the MTV Unplugged came out, and my brother was watching Oof. it with his girlfriend. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, <laughs> I, I, like, eventually bought it, like, I don't know, 15 years later, you know, when I was buying music DVDs. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I found it. I'm like, oh, I got to buy this. I wonder what it was. Not really remembering that I saw it when I was a kid and I put it on. I was uh -huh. like, oh, it's incredible. <laughs> so would you say Café Tacuba was, like, that band that influenced you to be a musician? Um, in a way, yes, but at the same time, there was, like, other things. I think, like, what influenced me to, like, really get deep on music was, like, the first time I was with my parents in, in the car, and I was, I think it was younger than when I was, than Café de Cuba, than that era. I, like, heard, a, like, a jazz guitar on the radio, kind of like West, like, now in retrospective, it sounds like kind of like West Montgomery vibe. Okay. 
And I was like, Mom, what's this? And that's like, oh, this is jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so jazz was like your first that foray. Like, we're like, oh, this is dope. That was like amazing. And then like Cafe Tacuba happened. But I think what really kicked it up was Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah, I think when it Smells Like Teen Spirit, when I saw that on TV, I was like, I want to play guitar. <laughs> That's cool. And now you play all the instruments. Yeah, I started playing guitar and then like I was like, it's not for me. Eventually, like years later, I was like, it's not for me. But it was the first song that I learned was Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's super cool. Yeah. This next question is not music related, but maybe it is. What is a hidden talent that you have? Like it's like super useless, but you think it's super cool. <laughs> I can show you. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, maybe take this off. I don't know why I think this is the only. Oh, man, I can't. This is too flimsy. But this is like my, I can do it with, you know, I just, with other ones, I just but you look can... like an idiot on <laughs> Actually, let's try this. Yeah. I just, right. I could like spin whatever. Like, this is just too, I'm kind of like scared. Oh, that's this. cool. Yeah, this is like the only thing that I could do. This is my hidden talent. That is very cool, actually. I, I learned like that, that in uh, art class. I was not paying attention. That means you have like an equilibrium like... to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're very centered. But I can't do it with a basketball, though. Oh. <laughs> no round surfaces, only flats. That's your kryptonite, the basketball? Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Well, now we got to know you a little bit more. We know who Patchy Man is. But now... Okay, they can spin flat surfaces on it. We're going to talk about Switched On. I do want to know, like, you know, your your song Trago Coqueto is about, like, memories that, that come to you when you... uh drinking. Drinking limon <laughs> But yeah. how about when you hold this album? What, what memories come to you? Um... Uh... I remember this alley in Echo Park. That oh, was in Echo Park? <laughs> yeah. Is that your car? That's my car. Yeah. I remember. So the memory that comes by is like me and my wife are walking down this alley because there's like this random um, Nutra house in a gar like in a patio in Echo Park. That's like it was chopped in half wherever it was in like in L.A. Some guy bought it, chopped it in half and transported the whole Nutra house to like a just like a random lot. In Echo Park, and and you can find it on Google Maps and stuff. Really? And I was like, let's like try to get, like find this house because I want to see how it looks. Uh -huh. And we were like walking through this alley, and it's kind of like around. It's like a block away from this alley. And I remember walking back and being like, wow, this is a this kind of reminds me of Puerto Rico, but oh. it also looks like a scene in Jamaica. <laughs> I want to eventually take a picture here. And that was years ago. And then oh. like when we were taking, we were doing like the session to take this picture with my friend uh, Abraham Recio. Um, shout out Abraham. He, we were like walk, going through Echo Park, and I was like, "Man, there's always been this place that I've always wanted to take a picture at." And we we're like, "Cool, let's just go." And it ended up being my favorite picture of the whole session. I was like, "That's it. That's the picture for the record. for the album. Yeah. That's awesome." I mean, it does look very like Central American, Latin American yeah. type vibe. It's, uh, to me, just because I've only been to uh, Costa Rica, it very reminds me of Costa Rica. Yeah, of the it's got that Caribbean vibe. It's like, there you and go, like when you're walking, yeah, when you're walking in there, it's like, oh wow, this is a beautiful, beautiful alley. You're like, is this even LA at yeah. this point? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, congratulations on this album. You're about to start a tour. I do want to yeah. talk a lot, a little bit about Sale el Sol. That so lyric. Saying, that lyric. It hits. It hits. Especially <laughs> here in Southern California. What influenced that lyric? <laughs> that lyric. That lyric. Wow. I mean, it's just like the sun, man. Like, I I used to just, like, go... When I used to... Me and Christine used to... My wife, Christine, was still... She did the design as well, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, We used to, like, live in this really beautiful apartment in, like, 
in like the mountains of Guaynao in Puerto Rico, just like really in there. And I remember just like waking up every morning and going out to the balcony and just like seeing like the sun out and like it was like a really rich greenery kind of scenery. Of, and I was always just like, man, thank you. Like just like I would say like thank you to the sun. And it was just like I would try to remember every day to go up there and just be like, you know what, thank you for this, you know, I could go on with my day. That's awesome. And like, you know, that lyric kind of just happened, you know, like I was writing the song, I was like, I, this kind of feels like this. And I just kept repeating it and repeating it and repeating it until I was just like, yeah, this is, this is the song. That's the song, that's yeah. cool. I know that you, I've heard in other interviews that your sessions, when you're writing a song, when you're writing an album, it's like improvised. A yeah. little bit. Is that still kind yeah. of the case for there's, this one? Yeah. I, in a way, there's like influences, but there's also like kind of like how can I like deconstruct these influences and make it my own thing. So there's a lot of just like kind of going in there, trying ideas just like off the top of your head, recording the demo, moving on, and then like kind of listening back throughout the days. Oh. And just like whatever, like I consistently gravitated towards, I was just like... I want to work with this one a little bit more. So yeah, there is. A, I mean, Savage Soul was like an improvised lyric, straight up. Oh, cool. Nua improvised the lyric. Yeah, what is like that's a Nua has no meaning whatsoever. That's great. Yeah, that's, those are the best songs. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I, I kind of want to say Nua. this in this. Yeah, and just like keep repeating it. It was definitely in, Lee Perry inspired. Oh, cool. And that's kind of where I was like, I want to do like this. You know. So sometimes you don't even go in with. I thought maybe you came in with a word and came off with a, the word. Is yeah, that sometimes yeah. happens? Not, no, it ha not well, all. actually, Trago Coqueto. Trago Coqueto was definitely like a song that I wanted to write a song around the drink. And that particular drink is a drink at the bar that I work at. Okay. And that was kind of where like that idea came from. And then I was just like, let me see if I can build on this idea of Trago Coqueto. But then like it became, becomes another thing, like, you know. Yeah. Um, and now when you play live, I, you're about to perform a couple songs in there. I see that you have all your equipment, like... Being a multi-instrumentalist uh, and then learning, do you tack on to a new instrument really fast? Or is it like a huge learning curve that you come? Because I, I see that one instrument that you have and there's like a bunch of... The mixer, yeah. The mixer. Yeah. I mean, there's every every instrument has a, a particular learning curve. And I feel like people naturally kind of know how to play, like play something better than other things, you know? Like, like I particularly... Since I started playing bass, which was like the second instrument that I've ever played, I like immediately felt felt comfortable playing it. I was <laughs> okay, just like, cool. okay, this is more for me. And then when I started playing drums, I was just like, that was like the hardest learning curve, because I'm like, I play really ahead. I needed to like be in time and be a little bit behind the beat and and kind of wrapping my head around like the tendencies that I do of like just like try to do these things and then like be like, no, you gotta like. And with bass, it wasn't like that. It was just natural. It was like, oh. Yeah, it's, it's groovy because you're a groovy person. <laughs> um, and now you're going to have a, a band for some of your shows. Yeah, How yeah, does yeah. that feel introducing new people to what is Patchy Man? It's it's a weird feeling, you know, coming from like the fact that I just record everything and like I got to like also be like become less um, so like controlling when it comes to like you know like a certain sound and stuff you know i can't make anyone play like me you know yeah. but i could like kind of steer you in the direction and it's been like an interesting 
way to like figure it out as well because I still wanted to have that like the, the effects on the record that are on the record. I still wanted to have like these different like arrangements. So I was like trying to figure out how to do it. And like with like a lot of like R&D and time and thinking about it and like we've met together a bunch of times to try to figure it out. I think we're like onto something interesting. Like, I mean, I've never yeah. seen any, not, I'm not saying that I invented this, but I've never <laughs> seen anyone be, like do what we're doing. Yeah, or like how I, scene, right? yeah, I've never seen that. I'm not saying that I invented that. I'm sure there's a lot of people <laughs> that do it, but it was like my first kind of like talk about a learning curve. That was definitely like a learning curve. So bringing in people when you're not solo anymore. Yeah, like figuring out like the technical aspects of it. Like how can I dub the drums but him play like live and you know it's been an interesting experiment. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff on the on the on the on yeah. the tour this time. Yeah, with yeah. switched on, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be cool, man. Well, then, I think that's all. We the gotta shout out the band, though. Shout out the band. Yeah, yeah, Robin McMillan on drums and Jordan Brooks on bass. Incredible players. So so happy to have them. You know what? I did want to ask uh, a little bit about your reggae influences. I know your music tastes are pretty eclectic. How did reggae come into all that? I for me, my gateway was Sublime. Oh, Sublime, interesting. Yeah, Sublime has so many. Like he's basically a reggae DJ. Where he yeah, mixes yeah. all his lyrics are not always his. Yeah, they come sure. from somebody else. Where where did you, like, what was your gateway? My gateway was probably uh, back in Puerto Rico, Escultura Profetica. That was oh, definitely really? my my gateway. And then, like, from there, I learned from from a friend that, like, gave me the CD. was like, oh, you should check out Scientists in King Tub if you're like this. And I'm like, oh, when I heard that, I was like, uh. oh, shit, this is <laughs> incredible. So that was like, and I guess like also like I used to listen to a lot of Sublime when I was a kid too. So maybe in a way that did. Yeah, because he has like, so much. You know, there's a thing online where um, it was like a collective of uh, a community of Sublime fans that found where he, um, what is it, uh, sampled. Oh, from. no way. Yeah, so Amazing. it'll play like a little bit of the Sublime song. Yeah. And then when the sample comes in, it'll just go into the song, oh, the original amazing. song. So I, I've learned a lot through that. Oh, interesting. You got to check that out. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> but hey, Patchy Man, thank you so much for coming on by. I wish you luck on the tour. It's going to be another fantastic tour. And you're going to be here in L.A., right? Yeah. Uh, can you remind me what date you're going to be here it's in L.A.? It's November 9th at the Belasco. I'm opening for Alton Goon. Oh, cool. Well, I wish you luck. And I hope thank everybody you. buys your... Uh, the vinyl is available everywhere now. Go check it out and get switched on to Patchy Man. And he's going to do that to you right now because he's going to go in there, lay down some tracks. So stick around. And thank you for watching. We got Patchy Man here. Thank Gusto. you for having me. Gusto.
Suena bien 